What's up, good listeners of Geektastic Cypher? We wanted to thank you guys for constantly supporting the podcast and the Franklin Armstrong Collective. This week, we have a special episode dedicated to the film Tenet that came out. We had special guests Brandon and our friend Akil G from Vietnam jump in so that they could give us their feedback and their insight into the film. Toby breaks down a whole bunch of cool information and ideas and theories that he's been reading up on, and the rest of us kind of just go along for the ride. This was all recorded as part of our episode on September 9th, but we felt that it was important to separate it, give people an opportunity to see the film before we jumped in with all the insane details and theories that come from it. So hopefully you guys enjoy, and that's about it. Thank you very much again. And we'll be back with another episode this coming Wednesday and the next. Peace. Showing our potential. We're showing our potential. Yeah. Um, yeah, folks, we, uh, you know, I should put the banner up because I feel like this is, uh, this conversation might get some people upset, might give too much away. There's going to be a lot discussed. So, once again, as we did last week, we are discussing Tenet. You have been warned. If you have not seen the film or do not want spoilers, I suggest that you step away uh, or listen to this episode uh, later. Um, <laughs> Once you've seen it, oh, skinny. Uh, we have. There's a lot. There's a lot to discuss. Uh, I feel like Kobe. I want to. I want to let you take the lead because you brought up a whole bunch of stuff that I thought was really cool last week. After the show, we had a long conversation, and you blew my mind with some of the stuff that you brought up. Um, I know Akil, you had some comments about the score. Um, the I'm gonna say. A, I'm gonna say Akil G. So that skinny doesn't get confused when I say. Wait, it. huh? Wait, what did you oh, say? I killed Jamie. You killed me? No, I'm, his name's oh. a killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kills uh, represent. Um, but yeah, so okay. t- uh, yeah, Toby, hit us. Let's start. Okay, everybody saw Tenet, right? Everybody here right now saw Tenet. I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk about this last week because there's just so many things after seeing it that I wanted to kind of just talk to these guys about as usual. And just kind of like, it's all st- speculation at this point where you watch a Christopher Nolan movie, you kind of have to go back and watch like three, four, five, six times just to understand like the first 10 or 15 minutes sometimes. Uh, and speaking of Tenet and minutes, if you guys didn't know, Tenet is a combination of 10 minutes forward and 10 minutes backwards. 
Oh, is that okay, so? So when they said they're apparently, I can't believe. So ten and then ten backwards, right? So so when they go at the end and they set their timer, that's to ten minutes. That that's the title of the movie, like ten forward, and the other person's going ten minutes back. Oh my god! <laughs> that's the first thing. I, <laughs> Shut up. Out, doesn't want any spoilers. I'm done with you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and the word tenant. If yeah. you actually, I don't know if you guys actually know. Look, I did a lot of friggin' research after this. Yeah, movie. yeah. I don't uh, but there is something called the Sador Square. So mm -hmm. if you remember, the main villain in the movie is last name was Sador. S A T O R. Yeah. Uh, I'll actually post this here. I don't know if you can actually share this or screen share it. Um, Doc. Okay, I'll try. Yeah. So there's something called a Sador Square. You guys can actually click on that link as well. Um, where if you look in the square, it says Sador at the top. It says Arepo Tenet Opera Rotus. So Christopher Nolan wrote this movie based on the Sador Square. The, the mastermind's name is Sador, right? Rodas mm -hmm. is the port that they all went to the Freeport. If you look at the Sador yeah. Square, there's the word tenant in the middle. Uh, the fourth oh, one shit. is opera. That's where everything Ooh. went down was in the opera. Wow. Right? So he literally already had, he looked at a Sador wow. Square and went, how could I write a movie based on this pretty much? Where Jesus everything Like we all do. We're all just like, <laughs> let's, let's look at a bunch of fucking words and make a great fucking movie out of it. So just by definition, the Sador Square or Rodas Square is a word square containing five a five-word Latin palindrome. So he literally already went into... I don't know how he wrote this movie. I'm not going to lie. He, he saw this, did some shrooms, and just wrote the first things yeah. that came to mind because this is insanity. When you look at the depth and the level of like thought that went into everything in this movie. Now, starting from the beginning, um, we're introduced to John David Washington's character going on a mission in the opera, um, and things kind of go awry. They're trying to save someone who's been sort of uh, found out by another faction. Uh, what did you guys think about that first like opening scene? Uh... You're still looking at the Sador Square, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it was a good. I mean, it was it was interesting at first. I mean, it, it was yeah. It was a nice. It was a nice start off point to just put you right into like the the chaos of everything. Yeah, and figure out what's what's happening. It was a good. It was a it was a good intro to get you like, okay, what's what's going on here. I like that. Very Batman yeah. uh, or uh, Dark Knight yeah. type. Sorry. Yeah. Thank yes. You. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the whole type of like having a secret agent in the mm -hmm. like situation no one can really trust anyone i like when mm -hmm. he does stuff like that that mm -hmm. you know that's Nolan in his bag because mm -hmm. you can never trust anybody in those films yeah. uh which is what i the sense that i get yeah. and i think for that opening i was really excited because i was like okay we're still in this whole crazy world of nolan mm -hmm. that he likes build and we're seeing the similar tropes that he's used before and i feel like using the word trope is insult to what he does but for lack mm -hmm. of a better word Mm -hmm. I like to me it was interesting right away when you see them in the van and like they're changing their patches or like deciding what patch to yeah. put on the right. suit I was like oh this is pretty cool like I haven't really seen that did, did you already think they were like he was part of this mission inverted mission or what you know like did you already go in thinking this like he already is part of the I, organization I, I didn't 
sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, no, no I'm just going to say that I, I did it for just I, knowing Nolan and the way he starts off stories and the way that stories usually go. I don't know. If, like it's more beneficial if we were along with him, like along we're with him along the ride kind of thing, mm-hmm. like discovering this whole new world together. So rather than putting the audience in a in a world that's already like made up and you have to kind of figure your way through. Yeah, but I, he, does, yeah. he does a pretty good job of dropping you in. But yeah. the story follows a rational, reasonable plot exactly. that you don't feel like you missed anything, even though you yeah. just got dropped into the action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, when I started, I felt comfortable with the whole fact that like these guys seem to be working with these guys. There's a mission going on. They're trying to. I thought they were trying to kill someone. Then I realized no, they're trying to save someone. I was mm-hmm. like, cool. Then you mm-hmm. go into the basement where they're having the conversation about using the different exit. I was like, okay, right. this team is working with this guy. You see that first mm-hmm. piece where they're just like, this is like, this is unlike anything we've ever seen before. I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, there's some weird stuff going on. That then I was a little concerned because I was just like, okay, is the protagonist mm-hmm. character uh, Denzel Jr. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I'll put some respect on his name, John David, because yeah. he's done. He's done well. So I was yeah. But John David deciding to be the hero who goes back and tries to stop bombs. I was mm-hmm. just like, I, I was like, oh, okay. The, he's I one thought, of those- I thought I thought I thought that was the case too, because that was the reason he yeah. was going back in was because he noticed they were setting up bombs. It's like, yeah. hey, before we finish this mission, I'm gonna go back and collect all the bombs and defuse mm-hmm. them somewhere else. I was like, oh, okay. So this whole thing, this is I I still didn't know what was happening at that point, yeah. actually. I was like, all right, cool. And then the weird, it was a quick flash, a quick moment. He was about to get beat down by someone, and yeah. something inverted. It looked like came out of a hole, mm-hmm. and the person mm-hmm. who was trying to attack him dies. And then that's your first sort of clue as to something else happening. Mm-hmm. And then he gets kidnapped by these Russian guys um, who torture his partners, apparently, and quote-unquote killed them. And then they're trying to get information out of him. But before they could, he... By, with the help of the other uh, um, prisoner of war or whatever who he was, he took a cyanide pill and died. But then we find out that the cyanide pill that he took was a fake. Um, yeah. And everything was a test. I, uh, yeah. And that whole mission was a test. That, that, yeah. I, 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 thank you. Is I think it- that mission was a full test. Because I think that mission... Like him possibly sacrificing himself is a test. But I think the mission is still the mission. Like, I think there was still a mission they needed to execute because they asked the guy, uh, when he asked, how's my team? The team didn't make it. That team, that team got killed. So so they were hoping yeah, he would go on this mission. But, yeah. he, but what, what, what is so confusing is why does he feel the need to test himself? Like, why is he? Because the person that's, from what I understood, the person that created this test is him from the future, right? right. Am I wrong? Pretty much. Right. Yes. I, I think this is whichever or well, I mean, because no, no, it is because the organization was tenant. Remember that guy? That guy came to talk to him after he woke up from his coma and said, "Hey, the reason you were in a coma was because it was a test and blah blah blah." And the secret organization is tenant. Now, knowing what we know at the end about J.W. Uh, John <laughs> David being the originator of Tenet means that he did, in fact, test himself. Himself, yeah. But why? you know why he had to test himself? Because the loop. He knows that he went through that, so he has to create that oh, test. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's true. It's a paradox. Yeah, this yeah, whole yeah that's true. Is it's a paradox. The okay. is a lot of yeah. Yeah, the whole like the whole movie is a paradox. You can't. He can't become the guy 
who starts Tenet without being the guy who went through the suicide to prove how loyal he is to be worthy to get into Tenet so that in his head, Tenet is this above all type organization. Okay, perfect. So now we're there. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. No, no, I, that's fine. It's just, <laughs> I, I just have to come, I, I just have to realize that it's a paradox and there's just yeah. no, it's just a loop and there's no saving that. Yeah, Shout exactly. Out to Mark. Hey, Marky. Uh, okay, so we're at that point where now he is part of Tenet. He's accepted this mission, and to help him on this mission to figure out what these and instead of I, I kind of like the fact also as a side note that they didn't call it a bomb; they just kept calling it the algorithm. But overall, we know that the pieces they're collecting are pieces to a bomb once you put it together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Anyway, so um, he collects; he needs help to figure out what these pieces of algorithm are. He hires Neil. We don't know where he found Neil from. Was that explained? Because I kind of missed that. No, Neil is a connection. He reached out to one of his connects, and Neil was the person they sent to help him do what he needed to do in India. Okay, perfect. So when he meets Neil, yeah. But, you know, again, like we know with what we've seen at the end, and that's the thing. It's hard to talk about this movie in in chronological order. You can. All the pieces are set up. From a future that you find out about at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Neil is Neil was meant to go meet up with him. That was necessary. Yeah, exactly. So this is where so this whole movie I went in hyper focused and sensitive to everything. I had a, I had my notepad. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a part in the in this movie where he sat down with Neil for the first time in that hotel and he starts talking to him and Neil orders his drink for him. Yeah. Boom, first clue. And I was like, why does he know his order? And then, but right as I'm asking myself that question, John David goes, Oh, you do your research. He's like, Oh, yeah, well, yeah kind of like brushes it off, like, Yeah, I know you don't drink on the mm-hmm. job or whatever. And I'm like, But how? how yeah, because he know? Because he just way, met. Yeah. The way he did it was really well, too, because he said, In our line of work, it's important. Yeah. Yeah, so he really set it up as the type of thing where it's espionage based. Like mm-hmm. exactly. they were in sure. the espionage game. This is important. Yeah. You find information about people. And th- I think one of the things that I like that Nolan did is he made John David's character, the protagonist, look really lost at first. He was lost mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. long time. Like every yeah, every step <laughs> along the way. He and I think uh, we, when we get to it, we'll talk about it more. <laughs> But that moment when he realizes at, at the airport, um, the inverted airport moment, you guys know what I'm talking about. So uh, when yeah. we get to we'll talk about more. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the moment he really, really started to understand like, oh, I see what game I'm playing. Yeah. 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 I'm already in this. We're going to play it the right way yeah. in a situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forget exactly where we were, actually. So we meet Neil. Okay. So then they go to mission. They go on a mission to India. Yeah. Well, they're in um, India. Yeah. They're in India, sorry. Um, so they need to go on a mission to go, I guess, talk to the the head of this organization who seems to be connected to the algorithm. They yeah. get there and they think it's the husband, but it turns out to be the wife who's the mastermind mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. everything. Uh, they, Priya? Yeah, at that yeah, point, do you know that, Yeah, is do they know that it's an algorithm at that point? Or uh, they yeah. just know it's a piece of some device that it's probably a bomb at that point. Yeah. yeah, because no, oh, true. Okay, because I'm just thinking about the first time he talks with um the woman at the who says the clipboard and a vest can get you in anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
That oh, you know what? I skipped. I skipped the part before he went to go see we her. We don't talk. He, it doesn't matter. We, we kind of do. We kind of do because it ties into this. He meets that scientist lady, mm-hmm. and I find a lot of people are just thrown into the movie too to just explain mm-hmm. it in the gut. And her role is just to explain the inversion and how yeah. the inversion works. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, don't think about shooting it. Think about you. You're catching it. Kind of yeah. situation. It's instinct. But he says it. It's just instinct. It- okay. <laughs> this, 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 you don't understand. Watching this movie the whole time, I was just like, "So, what is, look, I, I'm, I, look, I'm, and I'm not trying to diss any. I, I will never like. I think the the movie is so good, and I just didn't fully grasp everything. For me, what bothered me a bit about this is also how fast he understood and accepted that this world moves backwards. It was so quick that she was like, oh, you have to think, but you, you're catching. Oh, he's like, all right, cool, because uh, backwards and we're done. And it's just like, I, for me, it was just like, it happened so fast. That <laughs> there, there was no time. He was just like, wait, hold on, wait, w- like, stop everything. There's a fucking world where shit's moving backwards. Like, yeah, what? yeah. I, I, think we're, I think we're led to believe that he lives in the world where he's, he's used seen to- crazy stuff. Right. Like, Okay, but but you're right about that. His acceptance of this was quick, but you know what? I'm so used to it being not quick that I felt like when when this happened, it was so refreshing that he just wants to. I just wanted to see what was next. It was kind of like he same thing was like, okay, Mm -hmm. what what else? It's already happening. I can't change this. Legit, this thing just came into my hand. Yeah, so it did happen. Okay, (laughs) I I guess mm -hmm. up until that, real quick, up until that point, for everyone who saw it. How many of you saw it in theater? I did. Yeah. yeah? Oh, y'all are just cheating. Theater? Okay, I yeah. didn't see it in theaters. I, yeah. I watched it with headphones on. Uh, so I yeah, understood that was... everything that was being said. Yeah. For you guys who mm-hmm. saw it in theaters, because I watched it with headphones on, and even with headphones on, there are scenes specifically, yeah. and I guess Ms. Toby, you're right, it is good to discuss this scene. The specific yeah. scene where he talks to the woman and she's explaining stuff. The conversation mm-hmm. where she's explaining to him how things work and they're going mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. That whole segment, I couldn't hear properly. Yeah. No, um, I, I I honestly thought it was just a theater that I was in that was having an issue with the sound. And I was like, yeah. I can't understand yeah. what's happening. There were, there were some times that it was done on purpose, but there was many times I feel that there was something weird with the audio. Because I'm like... That's- that's yeah. why there's some moments where it made sense, but there were some moments that didn't make sense at all. Like when they're talking through the glass, mm-hmm. I understood why they did that, but mm-hmm. yeah, but still, sense. you're supposed to still be able to hear. But is it true that they're re-releasing it with uh, subtitles? Is that actually happening? I've heard someone say that. Well, I mean, eventually, yeah, when the movie comes out, ask, I just want to ask a kill because in Vietnam, what's mm-hmm. the theater situation like? Right? Because I'm picturing the theaters here with the uh, Cineplex Odeon. I don't know how the theaters are in Vietnam. I don't know how the like oh, what was that there's like super top of the line and i actually shelled yeah. out the big bucks for like this business class seating and surround mm-hmm. system where it's like 40 people in the theater so it was as good as it could have gotten better than i've experienced anywhere else okay. but uh yeah my beef with that sound is it's not just that it was maybe badly designed in that way because if everyone theaters worldwide are complaining in the okay. same in the same vein it's also, it could be like, maybe it's a little sensory overload from the yeah. dialogue or the way it's yeah. delivered, the way it's acted. Yeah. So I was just blaming Nolan for, <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. 
But we had, I think everyone blamed Nolan because we had, people had the same problem with Bane, right? Even when the yeah. trailer came out, they had to re-release another trailer because people were like, I don't understand what he's saying. The so, two, unfortunately, though, yeah, the reason Not, why the sound is this messed up on Tenet is mm. because of COVID and the fact that they didn't get a chance. He didn't, uh, the, what's his name again? Mm. Gorenson? Didn't mm. get a chance Ludwig, to yeah. go, Ludwig, yeah, didn't get a, was it Ludwig? Um, look, he did the music. Ludwig doesn't. I don't know if he did the sound mixing of no, dialogue. Ludwig score. does the music, the score. But, but but the score was the reason we couldn't hear anything. But I think what Brandon's yeah, saying, the person yeah. who did the sound mix with the score would have caught that. Like mm-hmm. Ludwig Gordon isn't the one designing no. the, the balance between both vo- vo- vocal. Yeah, exactly. He creates the score, but someone yeah. sound mixes it. Which and I don't yeah. is in the film that person I, I feel like either and that's probably toby what you're saying that person sounds like they may not have had a chance to tackle that fully but i i feel like they should have been able with that's a home interesting you, you know what the same thing happened when interstellar came out too there was really? there was some yeah there was some complaints about the sound then too so i i don't know maybe he needs new sound engineers on his crew um, because I mean, like it was hard. It was hard to to really hear fully. You're right. I really had to like, and if I couldn't hear it, I had to make sure I I saw everything that was happening. Yeah, which yeah. is hard. Yeah. In a, a movie that's his, cool. uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying maybe that's a conscious effort of his. If this is a pattern you're seeing in his movies, that's oh. obviously his style to disorient the audience mm. deliberately and say maybe he's being, uh, you know, he's being some kind of way of, of about. Mm-hmm. About well, having an effect on you. The pace of the film, that's for sure as well. Like yeah. with that mixed with like how fast you were getting information, it was hard to keep up. Yeah, yeah. because when I was when I started watching the movie, when it got to the point with Priya, like we were talking about just before we jumped back, the Priya conversation. <laughs> we, we went backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse. Reverse. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. But the, the part with Priya is exactly where, I, like, because I watched it without headphones until I got to the Priya part. Mm-hmm. Then my partner and I were just like, we both, I like, I understood because the Priya conversation is very important. It explains mm-hmm. um, who to go after, who to talk, like, who to talk to, who to go after. It's the yep. first time you see the power of the hand gesture and mentioning Tenet in a dangerous situation because you know when you meet the scientist the first time he's alone with her what's she gonna do pull an alarm you've seen how he can handle himself he's fine but now we're in a building yes pattinson did neil took care of people and he doesn't really have to worry but it's also still a dangerous situation because you are going after a um uh what are they the smugglers uh, weapon um dealers so he kind of has to be somewhat attentive to who he's dealing with and how he's handling it. And the symbol and the mentioning of Tenet comes in handy. But that's where my partner said, I legit have no clue what was just said. And then we stopped the movie. I, I rigged a sound system with, I EQ'd, I even EQ'd a bit uh, from my speakers through an amp, EQ'd, plugged in headphones with a splitter. And then we watched the movie that way. The rest of the I, I think why a good portion of the movie I was confused because I honestly didn't understand how she fit into the whole story because I missed, yeah, yeah, I missed Uh, that conversation and I was like, I don't understand how she fits in. Like, I get that she gave him information to go after someone, but then she knew, I don't know, I, I, like, I I got confused. And it didn't make more sense to me at the end either because he says to her, I realized we were both working for me, granted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then, take her out 
So then when did you hire her? <laughs> it, it is it is one thing in the movie that I'll have to rewatch that I didn't spend too much time on because I felt like other things were important. But you're right. There's still kind of a gap to me in terms of why she needed to be killed. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I understood she needed to be killed because she was a threat. She and I mean, Toby, I think you yourself are the the reason I understand this even more because you told me last week. Can I can I? Can I mention oh, for your sure. for sure? Go ahead. So if and, and uh, from what I understand, this is a theory. It hasn't been proven, right? Everyone's saying I just I just put it out there and then I checked to see if everybody was some people were thinking the same, and I saw a couple of posts thinking the okay. same. So the theory is that Neil is the little boy. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I figured that I thought that is Neil son. Neil is Matt. Yeah. Who? Matt. Matt. <laughs> you know, the, little okay. Boy? Which which boy? This the son of the woman this, this, that he's, yeah. that he's trying to get away from the Russian oligarch dude, Anglo-Russian oh, arms dealer. Max okay. is the son, and then yeah. if, if Max is the son and grows up to be Neil, because one of the things that Toby mentioned is the the where the where the man is from, the way you spell Maximilian ends. With uh, N E I ends with L I E N, and which is Neil. Reverse that. Mm. So, so the reason yeah. killing Priya makes sense is because if you kill Priya, because Priya is about to kill Max and the mother. What, then what's her name again? I forget. No, sorry, uh, wow. I feel bad. I pulled it up, but if you kill Priya, if you kill Priya, you stop her from killing them. And Neil yeah. then gets into play. And then, you know, as we know, Neil at the end of the movie, again, these are spoilers. We told you guys. We we realize that Neil is who he is with the little disc on his bag with the red, the, the, the like cord with the little disc. Yeah. He's yeah. the guy that saves JD at the beginning of the film. Yes. So now that we know he needs, you need that kid to, to live to save you for this whole thing to start. Because if not, you get killed in that opera house. You know, he he didn't Neil didn't have to help John David save Kat as desperately as they tried to save her. Right? Yeah, I thought there, that there, was there yeah. was no way for them to know she was a part of this in any way, aside from John David really or the protagonist really trying to hold up his end of the bargain as this righteous dude who really always holds up his end of the bargain, because that's the only thing that you see as a viewer. But if but, but in the future, he if in the future we know that the the bad guy is dead he would need his mom in order to live so that's why they need her to be alive of course but you are you while you're watching it for a lot of people who didn't catch that you're seeing that neil doesn't show any emotional attachment to cat yeah. he doesn't like he doesn't make any say anything he's just helping the protagonist accomplish what he wants to accomplish but that, without but giving really anything wrong. away like no, I, 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 absolutely but that was also a way to throw you off like he yeah, has yeah. no connection to her period for sure, because when I watched it and you told me your theory, I was just like, no, well, that doesn't make sense. This dude's mom is shot in front of him, and he goes, cool, cool. We should get her to the other side, and hopefully she survives. Don't worry about it. We can heal her up on this little boat ride over the Oslo. Oh, she seems to be healing up okay. You okay, lady? Cool. I'm going to turn my back on you and act like I don't care. Meanwhile, inside, he's just like, mama, don't die. Right, exactly. And he knows, and he knows, and he knows things are happening the way they are because he knows how things are going to turn out. 
because he's being told by the protagonist in the future that this is going to happen to this lady. You're going to help him do. You're going to help me do this. You're going to do that. Like he knows he's studied this his whole life, which is crazy that's, to think. Yeah, that that's one thing that when I think about it, if that theory is accurate and very much like the spinning top, I secretly hope Nolan never admits it. But if that theory yeah. is accurate, that is such an interesting story to tell because mm -hmm. it's so much. It's so crazy. It makes perfect sense too. If the whole thing is like moving forward and backwards and all that stuff, then it really fits in, but it still throws but, you for a loop when you but, think about it. But in regards to like how but, they do the time travel stuff, right? Because they did time travel through this, the reverse, right? They did in time travel. They inverted. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I still, I understand what we mean because inverting is not time travel in the classic way we know. And especially by the fact that there are multiple versions of you in a universe at any given time, exactly. which is proven by the scene at the airport in the in the Freeport, where there there's like four. Uh, is it four? No, it's there's three. three. You're it's right. Three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then his other self running away. Yeah, yeah, and and Neil again. Another clue to who Neil is is Neil letting him get away once he pulls yeah, the mask. Why out. did he? Why did he do that? Because he knows who it is and he knows what the mission but, yeah, is. Yeah, I knew that. Did you guys really question at that point whether or not that was? No, right away I knew. Right, right away, away I'm like, knew. okay, so is, did he unmask thought, himself or did he unmask the protagonist? Oh, one of them. Yeah, that was exactly my thought. I was just like, he's either unmasked himself or he's yeah. like unmasked the protagonist here. Because there's no other way he just lets the person Let go when he sees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guy, this guy's running away. It's just like, eh, actually, eh, okay. his reaction now that I think about it, his reaction to when he did that is actually someone who was like, Holy shit, I forgot you told me to do something, and he was running back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was legit his reaction. That's what I thought. I'm like, So you're from the future, and you just you fucked up, and you need to not you know, fuck up. You know what I thought was cool? Because if you had a bunch of people inverted and regular going through the same time and space, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. But what I thought was cool that was added in this is that regular air regular doesn't go in through your lungs, mm -hmm. so you yeah. can tell people are inverted because they had they need to have the oxygen mask on. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know if I'm moving forward. Okay. okay. I had a quick a quick question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If if someone's it someone's wearing an oxygen mask on the other side because they need the oxygen mask and they need oxygen from a, a an oxygen from a tank that was not inverted when uh, oxygen from a tank that's been inverted, right? That is what it is. Right. Mm. So when you go through the machine oh, with the tank, oh, it inverts the air back to normal oh, air. Like normal air. Yeah, it Bingo. inverts everything. Oh. That goes, everything that goes okay. through is inverted now. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, so, the, so your lungs, your lungs are inverted, right? Once you go yeah. through, so regular yeah. air doesn't go through the same way. So you need to bring a tank in with you that also yeah. inverts at the same time as you. The, the only reason I ask. <laughs> Skinny shaking his head, like, what's going on? You guys are not helping. When he's at the airport and he gets his and he runs out and he's wearing the suit and he has the tank at that point, in my head, I was just like, wouldn't the air be a problem? But I was just like, I guess not because it inverts mm. with everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. But one thing that didn't, one thing I don't get is that inverted time travel, whatever you want to call it. If Neil is from the future, which is what it seems to be, yeah, 
<laughs> it seems that oh, time yeah, passes I... roughly the same period of time. Like and... when they had to wait three days to get back to where they were. So yes, Dave. yes. Same well, page, dude. Sorry, that would... like, yeah, Neil oh, hold on, I'm gonna lit... need you to repeat that because I, yeah. I didn't catch I didn't catch Me over either. there. Oh, I'm because sorry. Neil's from the future, right? Neil's okay. from the future, right? right? Can we, we agree on that? When they invert time travel, whatever, backwards, they're still using the same amount of time and you age, right? Right. If Neil is like 35, he had to start this mission when he was like 15 because of his age. Okay. And he would have had to go back in time. That's is that how that would yeah, work? I mean, I mean, we've seen That's that. Sleeper agents, we've seen that happen in, in history. Thank you. I, I agree with Dave, though. I The whole time, once you gave me your theory, mm-hmm. my next question was, how long did Neil live in an inverted world so that he would be an adult by the time this whole mission came into play? Which, long to time. me, seems insane that you had to live an inverted life with inverted oxygen tanks like that seems crazy to me. Or what if when you invert, instead we think that they're getting that time is passing, but what if they're de-aging? And he's actually older, and then when he went back in time, it was he was actually like 40 BB came 20. Yeah, I don't know if the movie I, the movie didn't go that that deep into I it. I didn't think that deep into it either. The movie does hint at the idea that you you heal in reverse because remember when uh, the protagonist is at the airport, he starts to all of a sudden feel a pain. He yeah. keeps yeah. feeling, keep feeling it, and well, then that's it the is, same reason why they needed to take Cat back into the inverted machine okay. is to heal her backwards. Yeah, is that why? Because I didn't understand why they were bringing her back. Yeah. So it's it's that her okay. Yeah. It was because her body would reject the. Re- yeah. But then but when the- she moves forward again, does it doesn't come back? She didn't on? move. She, she, did on she the go back? No, she, she not she go far back. enough back that it leaves your body. When you go forward again, as long as you don't get in contact with, if you're not shot okay. again, you'll be fine. Like you know what I mean? Like. Okay. It's hard to explain. This movie's hard. Well, I can explain it. So you're always moving forward, right? So even in the sense where she's healing backwards in in as we perceive it, remember mm-hmm. the doctor talking to the protagonist explains that's how we understand time, but that's not necessarily how this is happening. And I think that applies to how the body is. Just be like you're you're as we understand you're perceiving it. Yeah, you're still constantly moving forward. So she's shot with an inverted bullet. She gets brought mm-hmm. to the other side. She heals, but she's still moving forward. When mm-hmm. she gets flipped back, she's that. That's still a forward progression for her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Never, okay. Now, no, no. Now I remember. There's a key piece of the bullet that we're forgetting is that it's radioactive. The reason it needed to go back was because the radiation poisoning was the main issue, not the bullet damage. So if you oh, take her true. backwards in time, okay. same as the bullet, it prevents the radiation. And then she can heal normally. It was the radiation that was killing her. Complicated as yeah, it, it, it is, Mike, and you might have to see this like three or four times to get it. But yeah. that's why the bullet... So it wasn't because you needed the bullet to travel back or anything. It was the radiation was building. So if you travel back in time, the radiation can be prevented. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then but she that's can the heal fully from the bullet. But like travel back in time, she is still in her life moving forwards. But the she radiation, is. yeah. But the radiation, once you invert, now is going 
backwards. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. That's yeah. Because she was hit with it in the regular. Okay, she was hit with an inverted bullet in regular time. Mm-hmm. So now the 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 radiation is inside of her inverted, inverted. while she's moving regularly. But if she mm-hmm. takes her regular body to mm-hmm. the inverted right. world, now the radiation yeah. is regular and will go back the way it came. It's very basic it, yeah just a basic fucking story plot this is so funny no, it's, i've yeah i've you heard Chris, did you guys did you guys see the pothole i don't know did if you guys going... catch the plot hole <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if we're trying to move like chronologically through this Let, movie let's right let's now. try but let's try to include sator in this because we didn't really touch on the villain much yet okay because i got some more questions man I got okay, yes. you know what go, go ahead with your go ahead with your questions but, first but this might be too far ahead but like Not that definitely. whole uh scene the glass scene where the one there, side was inverted one side, side right the fuck because <laughs> so this was, was our like hell. Our first intro to Sador's privately owned turnstiles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Sador was trying to, so the protagonist was figuring things out. But Sador, we know that an organization in the future is the one feeding Sador this information. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, every single time the protagonist goes to fix something, it changes their future. So they know to go back in time and tell Sador, hey, he's going to do this thing. You need mm-hmm. to go invert and stop mm-hmm. him from doing it mm-hmm. so the secret organization in the future i don't think we ever really got any news on who they were but i think priya is part of that organization i think it's also tenant it's possible but i think, I think tying priya I think to that doing that because the opposite of being able to create everything they need to have their opposite selves which is their exact like it's the same organization it's them having to be inverting of themselves. So they have to cause in order to create the in order to create what they need to create, they need to create the problem to, to fix it. See, I don't think it's tenant. I think tenant was always intended to stop this future. So, I think the the people in the oh, okay, okay, let me let me restart. I think that organization <laughs> in the future might have succeeded at some point. So, tenant was actually created to go back and stop them from succeeding. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes as much, it makes sense oh, in the same sense of how the other team had to fail. The invert the ver- the regular team had to fail so that the inverted team could, could succeed to succeed in yeah. the end battle. Exactly. Same so in, in that in that statement, why would Priya be part of the other team though? Because yeah. she. I, I don't know. I, I was trying to tie her in. I didn't really think that one through yet. <laughs> wow. It was a theory, guys. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was just trying to throw her in there. Uh, she's still, she actually, you're right. She doesn't make as much sense to me as potentially Max being Neil. Cause that's the only thing that explains his appearance. But then yeah. I might be completely wrong on my Neil theory because we get um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character who comes out of nowhere too. And all of a sudden, yep. he's as crucial to the plot and the movie as Neil and the protagonist were. Because without him, yeah. the protagonist would never be there in that last 10 minute sequence. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering who sent him? Is he Max? Like, who That's sent Because he, he kind of has the same accent too. 
right? Mm-hmm. As the wife. Um, so it did he come like it, it? I don't still don't know where he fits in. Um, to this as much as I don't know Priya's sort of uh, stake in this as well. Um, Do you think he's going to make this a trilogy? How could you? No. <laughs> well, he could even continue into the future or even going to the past at this point. I don't think Nolan likes to make... The only reason he did the Batman is because those Batman movies needed to be a trilogy. But he, like, Inception, Interstellar... Memento. Uh, Memento. What's so funny about him is that he's said multiple times that he doesn't like writing. Well, no fucking duh. When you're making crazy fucking... When you call your main character the protagonist. (laughs) Like, when you're making such, like, complicated stories, I can only imagine the headache he caused himself. But they're, they're great, but, like, yeah, I like I said, it. I don't know how he wrote this movie. I don't like, understand. How do you even understand. start to write a movie like this? I don't understand. You wrote it's the insane. Planet. Take a lot of edibles and then you... <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. He looks like someone who's experimented and dabbled. Definitely. Do we really care to talk about Sador and his hold on Cat and why the protagonist needed to get her involved at all or anything oh, like oh. that? Can we, can we can we just go back two seconds again? Yeah. So uh, again, that scene where uh, I don't remember if it was an interrogation, but they're behind the glass and they see themselves, and then there's a whole bullet through the glass thing or whatever. Yeah. What is trying to be like? What is the objective there? Because I was so confused about. I know it was about getting information, but how? Like, what was happening? You're talking uh, about when they first went to the machine like for the first time? It was when... Oh man, I don't remember, like... Okay, so they went on the whole car chase on the highway situation, right? Yeah. That, that scene. So the yeah. protagonist is going on his mission. He's going to secure the algorithm because they know where it is. They know yeah. who's at... Like, they're trying to get it. So they succeed. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, Sador is always one or two steps ahead. Yeah, yeah. So he knows now that they've succeeded... 10 minutes ago. So what mm-hmm. he's done while they're on the mission is mm-hmm. going back to catch up with them in real time. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. To se- secure and save the algorithm. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't, so he grabbed Cat instead, yeah. brought her mm-hmm. back with him to the inver- it, it's yeah, it gets a little confusing. Yeah. It get it definitely gets confusing, but what he was really trying to do was just was to like, get the the Yeah, the, I get that. Yeah. Like he was trying to get Okay. That's all it. right. All right. I thought cool. I'll take it. Really. Yeah, you can't you can't like once you start thinking too much about these plot points, you start to that's what he wants. He wants you to get lost. Because that there's just there's a lot of surface level stuff. And I think if you hang on to the surface, you'll be fine. You won't get lost in the in the weeds too much. Yeah. The best advice I got watching this movie is actually given by Toby, who was just like, just don't try and solve it. And I feel like I learned I I solved it naturally by just not focusing. Like going yeah, not solved it, but I was like, I feel like if I was focusing so hard to understand, yeah, without just Mm -hmm. letting my mind wander, it would have been harder to understand. Whereas that Mm -hmm. like because I was with two friends. Uh, well, I mean, I was, I was with my, my girlfriend and my friend. And there were several times I'd look at them and they'd be like, look at me like. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm they, like, really? Because like, yeah. there's like, so this, many like so many red herrings, kind of like in this movie. So many things yeah. thrown in your way to throw you off. And if mm-hmm. you get caught up catching on to every single one, mm-hmm. you'll get lost. You just got to let it happens. play out. You mm-hmm. have to. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you will get lost. Akil? I just got to say, though, yeah, yeah from a, a film critic criticism perspective, that does not serve him or his movie like it's i don't what what is the point of alienating the audience so so intense so, 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 right so it causes conversations like this mm-hmm. and people forever talk about it people be like i don't understand how you guys don't get this movie and let me go see it and then this person confused and they gotta the same i felt it was the same way with inception right is that what nowhere near as complicated as this movie but i think a lot of Inception's like popularity came from people trying to figure out and put pieces together and talking with their friends and all those things. I actually yeah, think Interstellar is on the same level of complication as this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's like, unwatchable. It's, not, not, it's te- definitely Tenet, Interstellar, Inception for me in yeah. terms of complicated yeah. level of complicated. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that was it. Was a wild, wild ride. This mm-hmm. whole movie. I found it weird that he mentions in the movie, oh, be careful how you use tenant, and they he only essentially uses the word once. He does only use it once. So I don't I don't think that was necessary. Like, what's like that was just useless information. That whole like putting your finger together and saying the word tenant kind of that part. Yeah, like yeah, 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 it never it never came in never came in handy really. So Except for when he talked to Priya. What? Yeah, the um after the mission in the opera house. Yeah. When that guy was explaining to him that he was in a coma mm-hmm. um and blah blah blah. And like he's like, listen, for your next mission, the only things you need to know is that oh yeah, this, this finger action where your fingers link and the word tenant mm-hmm. will get you out of a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. So or or sorry, could open the right or the wrong doors, I think uh, is what yeah. he said. Okay. Um but yeah, it, it never really came, be, was it was never really a what? real what? plot what? device. Yeah. It just I, just think, I just think if you said the word people of I think that the only warning with that was that you'll tip people off that you know about it and if you know about it and you're on the wrong side you could potentially get killed I, that's mm-hmm. it's the only logical thought about it but I'm like it's why waste time we just have to think about this as this mo- this whole movie takes place in the world where the future declared war on the present because it's upset about climate change legit that's legit the main basis of this movie. The reason why people are going back in time or inverting is because the future is mad at us right now in the present for climate change. <laughs> and they're using someone, Sador, who has nothing to live for. As we know, he's dying of pancreatic cancer and he's mm-hmm. he's pretty much going to die. So he has nothing else to live for aside from the controlling his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and because at some point she fell out of love with him. And oh, by the way, the reason he goes back to that point in time in Vietnam where is because that was the last place and the last time she was ever like nice really thing. in love with him. Mm-hmm. Right. So when that part came up and that's why she was overly excessively all over him, because that's how he remembers her at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Kenneth Branagh did something in this movie with that villain role that I haven't seen. This was our black bond movie. Hmm. The way I see it, he was a perfect Bond villain, and John David Washington was basically Bond in this movie. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's a very that's a very time. fair statement. That that mm-hmm. he's a Bond villain is like it, it, he was like the and the movie even starts off like a Bond movie. Yeah. Funny enough, 
this is the Bond movie that got that we that we didn't get. The one that got pushed back. This was essentially yeah. our Bond movie. Hundred percent. It, it felt you, very much like that. If you were willing to take a plunge on on a Bond film and throw in sci-fi in this way, where there's like someone has invented a technology that allows inversion, Nolan just made a Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Every I, aspect. It funny because I oh shit. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's happening? <laughs> Dave. Dave sideways. <laughs> Was Michael Caine was Michael Caine needed? I mean, I know he puts Michael Caine in pretty much all of his movies. Yeah. Oh, was Michael, Michael Caine needed? Just for the comedic point of saying we don't own um, snobbery, but we have the most like time put in or something. That mm. that scene was just for him to make the like the joke about like. You know, if you're gonna pretend to be a billionaire, you have to do better than Brooks Brothers. Yeah, then... I guess his, his clothing, and I guess it was kind of to tell him how to black, uh, how to get to. Um, Sador was through his wife. I yeah. guess that was his only reason yeah. there. Um, and yeah, you yeah. know what? The clothing thing was another clue to Neil for me, because he went to see Michael Caine's character who busted out on his clothes like, "Bro, change your clothing because you're never gonna get in these circles if you don't look right." Then he yeah. overdoes it. And wears like the most expensive suit, but doesn't act like a billionaire. The wife yeah. and cat cat catches it right away and goes, "Hey, your clothes might say money, but your act, like your the way you act, doesn't really speak money." But that was never said about Neil. Neil always dressed to the <laughs> like he always knew yeah. how to dress in those situations, which leads me to believe yeah, but Neil again. Knew, yeah, Neil knew how to do that because he's the son of Sator, like you said. No, that's- yeah, exactly. That was that's what I'm saying. Like all these little things here and there in the movie <laughs> clued me into like Neil's potential um what's it called uh him being max pretty much mm-hmm. yeah um question so the whole deal with the the painting right was to get to her husband right well, yeah, that, the painting was, was to get, to get the, mm, no, no the painting was to it was to steal the painting so that the husband didn't have a hold on cat anymore oh yeah to have a hold on cat anymore yeah because okay. she sold him but, a fake painting and that's what he has on her because she'll do prison time and he'll take her son from her okay but yeah. he his but whole it, goal was to get close to him right yes yeah okay so so then why and their whole in the end the whole what they did was basically she literally just introduced him as her friend. Exactly. And her part of the yeah. deal, he, the and only way she would do it was when he, he's he like, hey. W- if he would, okay. Yeah. Get that whole. Well, I got to ask only. you guys, some of the stuff that I've heard, people were saying that there was no chemistry between uh, the protagonist and, man, you know what? I'm going to look up her name. But they were saying there's no, there's no, there's no chemistry between those characters as to explain why the protagonist cares so much about her. Mm. There, there is, there is a tie. You're right, but I think we're led to believe this is a man of honor. Yeah. Right from the beginning, with the cyanide pill and him not uh, snitching, right? We're yeah. meant to believe this is someone who will stick to his word no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'll one up that. Mm-hmm. I think the whole thing is about the fact that early on, again, the first scene, the first scene with that scientist explaining stuff. He had the natural instinct of knowing he needed to protect her because of how the timeline plays out. Maybe it wasn't that's, even. A, I don't think there was supposed to, because some, 
Yeah, because some people were telling me that, oh, well, it's supposed to be a romantic triangle between Seder, uh, the protagonist, and Kat. And I was just like, that nah, was not romantic triangle. That was not I did not there was no romance. Mm-hmm. I actually yeah. was genuinely happy that there was no romance. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. I just thought of them as, you know what they looked like? They looked like a, a mod squad. You know, you guys remember Mod yeah. Squad? Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, it looked like a, a, a British take on the Mod Squad where mm-hmm. you just got these three friends, they're hanging out, mm-hmm. they're criminals, mm-hmm. but bullshit. <laughs> let's party. And that's, I can't believe that's you bring up Mod Squad, though. That's like that's a 70s reference, bro. Oh, yeah. I own the I own the movie. <laughs> wow. Jeez, Giovanni, the black the black guy, the white blonde girl, and the white guy. <laughs> yeah. That's legit. Legit, man. When I watched yeah, it, yeah. and and my friend was telling me like, "Oh yeah, man." So people were saying there's no chemistry in the love triangle, and I was like, "What love triangle?" He's just like, "Is there not a love triangle?" And I was like, "If people think that there's supposed to be a romantic connection between those characters, I would see why they're disappointed because I never saw a romantic connection. Mm-hmm. I just saw those characters being themselves. That was it. They were just. Mm-hmm. I I mean, Mod Squad. There was a romantic story behind those two, whatever, but. This was didn't feel like there was romance there. I, I really felt like I was just watching friends try and work together. Especially when you mentioned that homeboy is the son and he's like holding in his emotions. It definitely Allegedly. looked like Yeah. I think what confused people, honestly, I think people were kind of following things. A few things might drop here and there, but I think that last sequence where they were where it was like the temporal pincer movement. Yeah, or like uh, Sador sent half his team forward in time and half his team backwards in time just so they could meet at one point. So then the protagonist had this whole troop of soldiers sent from the future, apparently, with Aaron Taylor Johnson leading them. Mm-hmm. And they also wanted to use the same tactics to make sure it was that part for me. It took that- me a moment to understand mm-hmm. what was happening. Yeah, can you ex- explain that? Because that last ending scene without a whole shootout and stuff, I was like... I, so, you know what? I have that, no idea what's scene, happening. That scene I actually feel wasn't as complicated as people initially thought. You have the mm-hmm. red team that went in and they're moving mm-hmm. forward. You have a blue team that's been inverted. And they, they're yeah, also, going- by the way, timeout. If you rewatch the movie again, you'll notice he uses blue and red always to differentiate who's forward, who's backwards. If they're wearing red, that means they're full. And if they're wearing blue, like it's always present. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, even the color. Yeah. Even the lighting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lighting, the the cat when she's wearing red, she's forward. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go so ahead, Brian. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like the red team is going in. You have Ives who knows what's up. He tells the people what their mission is. They're going in forward. You have the blue team working in, in inverted. They know what's up. They're they they're doing their mission. I think the most telling part is they actually, although they technically don't know what's about to happen, they have inklings because I don't know if you guys noticed, but the blue team, when they're offloading from the helicopter, they're carrying someone on a stretcher. Yeah. Meaning that that person mm-hmm. is inverted and at some point possibly collapsed. They put them on a stretcher. Brought them in that helicopter, knowing that that eight that mission that soldier gets injured, but is still needed for the first part. So inverted wise, he's going to get better as the mission goes along. Right, like mm-hmm. it needs to be there specifically to get better. If not, it he wouldn't have collapsed at all. And that's yeah. one of those things that the movie plays on the whole idea of like instinct. There's certain things that instinctually 
kind of just have to happen. They're going to just play out that way. Well, they are. So give that, give that part of it away to you when you're inverted. You it's, it's instinct, right? Remember what she said, you have to have dropped it. So everything has to have happened on instinct. So as you're moving, you have to just, just go with whatever feels right. It's kind of like just move with whatever feels right. It's crazy. One thing that was a little weird that kind of threw me off because like, while they're explaining the mission, right? They're saying red team needs to fail so that the blue team could win, to could 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 finish the mission. Right. But assuming that uh, the, the 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 bad guy knows they because I, I forget his name every time. Sador. Uh, if, if if he knows, if he knows that this is how it works, why doesn't he just let the red team win? Because he doesn't if, know. He doesn't well, I mean, know what's technically, what's technically by the future. Him getting messages from the future, he should know. No, no, because the future only knows what's happened, right? But yeah, the okay. things, the 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 temporal pincer movement and tenant being created and coming in and foiling their plans, um, yeah. I, I don't know if they can catch it at this. I, I yeah, I don't know. It gets a little more complicated because, like, there. You're right. He could just be like, okay, cool. Well, like if they're like, don't if 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 red team needs to go through this door so that the blue team or sorry yeah the, the red team can has to go through this door so that the blue team could win then you would stop them going from going through the red door but if if in order to like if if you're like well this team has to fail then why don't you let that team win so that the other side doesn't fuck you it's so complicated i mean i think one of the things that's important is there's like a temple moment that whole idea of him dropping the bomb feels like one of those i mean we've all watched sci-fi movies there's always that blinding spot right there's always that thing where like oh we can't see past this point and that i feel like they couldn't see past that point because that point was their undoing i think yeah. i don't i don't i don't know if we're supposed to know that or understand that but, but it's I, just I it's much what, like yeah. the ancient one how the ancient one, yeah how the ancient one says in doctor strange i can't see past my death I've seen all these potentials. I've seen this, that, and the other thing, but I know that this is where I die because I can't see past this moment. I feel like that's what it was because Dave, you're right. It, if they have a vision from the future and they've been managing all this stuff in the future, why all of a sudden can they not, they can't tell that this team is about to come in and screw things up for them. But you know, one thing that did make me chuckle during the movie, and I'm pretty sure I'm the only person who got this, uh, the mini reference to time cop that you oh, can't touch think. yourself. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Swear to God, I started laughing out loud in the, in the movie theater. Like, really? Really? I, don't do this? I, I, guess, I guess, I guess the, the whole point you can't touch yourself in the past, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that this entire the entire plot of the movie in itself then is a uh, is is a pincer movement right because because he knows the end but he also knows the beginning so he sent people to the beginning to make sure that they meet at the point where he learns that he's the creator of tenet to save the world but it by saving the world though it closes the loop because the future that that he's from didn't succeed right does that make sense yeah no we would assume that the one the him creating tenant he knows he succeeds by making tenant. That's why he's doing it. No, guys, we're not uh, going to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole 
I kill. I think you him being responsible is the most confusing thing, man. Sorry, Brandon, what? I'm just saying him being the reason why Tenon exists or him being is what like opens the door for a huge paradox, which I don't understand. Like yeah. anyway. It's chicken before the egg. I kill yeah. I kill G. I was I was gonna ask you because when we had talked about it, you had a whole bunch of stuff to save. Hit us, man. Uh, you, 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 I no, see I'm, you. I'm just here kind of trying to learn because I didn't understand it. And, and I was a little <laughs> frustrated by how complex the movie was because, you know, my yeah. attitude is, you know, I'm coming for, you know, to chill uh, Friday night, <laughs> long week of work. I don't I, I don't want to use my brain. So I went yeah. for like the action, the sci fi. Mm -hmm. And then my just mind is being melted by all these red herrings <laughs> and, and plot twists. And uh, yeah, so I'm just kind of listening to figure it out. But yeah, my beef is mostly that it was just too much, too much going on. And uh, and I didn't want to have to do work to figure out the puzzle. <laughs> I, I appreciate, I enjoyed doing it here and now, yeah. later, like a week or two later. But yeah. while I'm trying to get my entertainment in, yeah, no. You definitely <laughs> have to go into that movie with like the intention to work. Because that's what it was. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not saying it in a bad way. It's just, it's just you're going in, and you can't just go in to enjoy a movie. And but I knew even from watching the trailer, I just knew I was like, I don't understand how this is gonna work, and I know I'm gonna get a headache. And even preparing myself, I, <laughs> at the end, I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't. People <laughs> asked me, did you enjoy it? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> But I enjoy, I enjoy being confused as hell. Like I love movie. I love Inception. I love Interstellar. This was to me was on another level, and I don't know. Yeah, it uh, it starts to get sort of mind melding when you start to think about who created Tenet, and That's then you start asking yourself, was. and then you start asking yourself, why go through all this just to get to an ending you already know? That, but, that's what confuses me. Mike K. Paradoxes are the best part of time travel. Yeah, man. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I think that that is one of the most fun parts of time travel stories that we that we never fully understand who's doing what, where, and why. And I, I'm okay with that. 